0: It's a Bills versus Vikings preview. Could Josh Allen actually play Sunday? If not, how will the offense change with Case Keenum in charge? Plus, which unit on offense and on defense needs to step up the most for the Bills? And at the midway point of the season, how can the adversity this team has faced so far be a positive? All that's coming up on this week's edition of the Buffalo Plus Podcast. All right, everybody, welcome to the Buffalo Plus podcast brought to you by Connors and Ferris, Mike Catalano, along with Dan Fates, Jenna doing other work, getting ready for the game this weekend. Please make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Dan, let's start with the news on Friday afternoon. Josh Allen listed as limited and questionable for the game, not out as a lot, including I think us. You were at practice this week, thought maybe they would list him as out. There's still a shot he could play.
1: Let's also first admit that there's no point to rule him out. To some respects, like it, it, it wouldn't help. I mean, I guess it's six of one, half dozen the other, but it doesn't help the Vikings or it doesn't help the Bills to rule Josh out today. I, I don't know. Maybe that's just me, but the fact is, the fact that he was limited in practice today is a positive step, a step in the right direction. It is progress because we know he didn't throw a football probably on Wednesday or Thursday. So at least he was doing some kind of work. I still don't think it's enough, Mike. I still yeah. think they err on the side of, of being cautious because I think when you think of a sprain, you think of like a sprained ankle or something like that. Like a sprained UCL means there is some kind of, it's a, it's a tear of some kind, a, a small one or whatever, but you can obviously that can get worse if it yeah. doesn't heal correctly.
0: Yeah. We don't know. And again, they're listing him as limited. Look, if I'm them, I'm doing everything I can to keep the Vikings guessing without violating yes. the rules. Yes. Would they take a fine? Yeah. Like if the league says, come on, you knew he wasn't playing and you held out to that. Uh, Vegas doesn't believe he's playing. I think the number is still. Now we'll see if it adapts now with him being limited. I don't think it really will. I think it's going to stay. Where did it drop to? Like four and a half, five? Three whatever. and a half. Oh, three and a half. You know, it's still the Vikings. They're seven and one. And it could be Josh Allen playing without a lot of snaps this week. So one thing they won't tell us, don't need to tell us, is who got the snaps today? Because listing the quarterback as limited lists seem as limited. Yeah. Like you know, when we see other players, limited is doing some individual stuff and running around. It's a lot different with the quarterback. So hey, you know what? I think Saturday Barkley's going to be elevated from the practice squad. To me, that's a given. To me, even if you thought Josh could play, you're going to have a third quarterback on the roster. I, I think have you to. have to do that, right, with the idea that you yeah. know there's an issue going forward. Teams have done that. So they can elevate Barkley. Doesn't mean they have to activate him on the game on Sunday. This will all happen at 1130. But in order to have him on the active roster – at least the 53, they have to do that on Saturday. So I think that's a given that they're going to do that. So there's a chance, you know, everybody's going to be doing that. You're saying there's a chance. Yeah, there's a chance.
1: Yeah, I thought, I think Jen and I were up there on Wednesday and I said there was, you know, he's not playing. I still don't think he's playing, but if I was 99% sure, maybe now I'm 98% sure (laughs) That, that that crack in the door is slightly open. Yeah. And
0: look, I've heard from some people that there is a little concern about, further damaging it and they want to keep him at a certain place you could be doing all that still listing as limited get him out there with his teammates doing whatever and still plan on the fact that case keenum's getting the number one snaps and he's going to play so they know it i think the team knows who's playing the players know who's playing fine if you have the ability to keep it away from the vikings because that's a one plus, Dan. You don't get to do this very often. Yeah. I mean, Josh Allen is a is a one of one. So when you're preparing for Josh, you're preparing differently than from Keenum. And if it screws up the Vikings even a little bit, why not use it for this week?
1: Yeah, I agree. I yeah. Mean, it's, it's a little bit of gamesmanship. It's a little bit. But again, like you said, they, they don't have to. So you don't have to rule them out today. And you just go from there. Yeah, you never, you do never
0: know with 17. Like he will try to push himself on the field. But if there's any chance that he's going to hurt himself more, then they're not going to do it. All right. So let's, let's assume for this, the purpose of this, we're going to move to, well, I guess you could almost say even if Josh was playing, he wasn't 100%. But I'm thinking more of Keenum playing. Mm -hmm. Who's got to step up for this team? Which group would you say? Well, let's start with the offense. Let's start with what the offense needs to do if case Keenum's in the game, what do they need to do? Who needs to step up?
1: It's the wide receivers. It's somebody stepping up besides a guy named Stefan Diggs, And that, and that falls on Gabriel Davis. It falls on Isaiah McKenzie. It falls on. I'll even lump in Dawson Knox. Like this is where you need playmakers to step up because Josh Allen is the playmaker that he can make plays for Stefan Diggs. He can make plays for Gabriel Davis by extending plays. That's not Case Keenum's strength, but what Case Keenum will do is play inside this system and he will still give those guys like, this is why you signed Case Keenum. Like this isn't some rookie that is going to be in awe of the moment or have jitters. This guy's going to be making a 65th start. If he starts like he has been, a starter, he has been a backup. Like, like this is nothing new. So, like, I kind of know what to expect with Case Keenum. And and part of what we said to Mike was, it was talked about during the preseason a lot. And I thought you were great. And it was his last game against Carolina that he looked really bad. And everybody went, "Oh God, I hope seventeen never gets injured and this stuff." And I went back and looked through his entire preseason, and because that's the only time we've really seen him play with you know getting starts. He looked pretty good in the first game. Uh, I think he played the first half in that game. Looks pretty good. He played with some of the starters. Uh, Khalil Shakir, Jake Kumaro, um, and I think it was Isaiah Hodgins were the starters in that one. Then he got in after Josh led the touchdown. Yes. My daughter is also Shane is giving her insight on. She's it. giving
0: her insight on, yeah. on uh on Allen. She yeah. she thinks it's Keenum this week. Yeah, she I absolutely, absolutely does. told us. She's yeah. playing with
1: her blocks. Yeah. But but when Josh or when Keenum got in. Two series with the starters with Diggs, Davis, and those guys. He led two touchdown drives. Like, and I always remember you saying, Mike, like, yeah, he doesn't look great with the backups, but put starters around Case Keenum and he'll look a whole lot better. And that that's what I think we're like, yeah. what I expect to see. I I kind of know what I expect to get out of Case Keenum. I need to know what that I can trust these wide receivers to help him.
0: Yeah. I'm with you. Uh, they signed Keenum to play with the starters. Nobody cares. If he's in the game with all the backups, the game's over. Like you've decided, which doesn't happen that often in the NFL, where it's all the backups in the game. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about him playing with the starters. So the group I think that needs to step up is the offensive line because mm-hmm. I think it would help. Spencer Brown looks like he's ready to go. He'll be back. He needs to play well at that right tackle spot. David Quessenberry, good story and all. I'm not solely blaming it on him, but maybe he whiffed on that block and Josh got smoked in that game against the Jets, which is why they're in this circumstance. But it's not just him, the backup right tackle. I think the entire line needs to play better. I think they need to say to themselves, those off-script plays where the whole thing is blown up and 17 just does something, well, that's not happening if he's not playing. So better blocking. Uh, more consistent blocking. Give Keenum a pocket. Because while he can move around, I mean, come on, we're not talking about Josh Allen. And they need to help in whatever form there is of a run game. Because you lose not only Allen as a passer if he's not playing, you lose him as your most dangerous runner. So they need to get back to that. And I do believe that this week they've been working on a game plan that fits more of the skill set of Keenum And that's the part that makes it interesting because I do think your game plan is different. I think the ball's got to come out quicker. I do think you need protection, but I also think you need to be able to run the ball better when you don't have Allen in the game. So I'm going to say offensive line-wise in terms of who needs to step up. Yeah, the receivers too, certainly. But I think it needs to be a front five guy game to get them ready for this one. Okay. Let's move to the defensive side if we're talking about stepping up. Um, who do you think needs to step up in this game against a Vikings team that isn't putting up crazy numbers, but boy, they've got some top end skill guys?
1: Yeah, it's for me, the defensive line, specifically the interior defensive line. Um, guys like Ed Oliver, Jordan Phillips, uh, Daquan Johnson. And that is because when I had Matthew Caller on here on the Buffalo Plus podcast, great insight covers the Vikings. And he had said that while the Vikings tackles have actually done pretty well this year, they've actually graded like the top, top five, uh, pass blocking and run blocking. Their interior has been anemic to the point where I don't remember which position it was, but it was one of their guards last week, got a zero grade from pro (laughs) football focus. That's low, right? A zero to which I said, it has got to be harder to get a zero than a 100 like it is it is more aggressive to do everything wrong than it is to do everything right so there needs to be um like i said Kirk cousins also hasn't been playing great by any means um this just has to be a game where i think that front four specifically the defensive tackles have to dominate against where they can see an advantageous matchup
0: yeah i i would say that that's very important i think the d line in part you know, missing. It's nice to get Milano back. We don't know about Edmonds at linebacker. All that will help in the run defense. I think, especially Milano, you have him out there. Poyer with that thing on his elbow, man. I mean, I don't know how he moves his arm. Uh, He's out. So you're, you're losing him. So when I say the secondary, I'm going to say the secondary stepping up because they've got to play as a group, got to play as a unit. They've got some studs out there, obviously. I mean, Jefferson is a phenomenal player. And we don't know who's going to play. Like, we keep wondering about Trey White. Is he on the field? We'll see. It looks like Kair Elam. I think they listed him as, what was Elam? Was he questionable or doubtful uh, for the game? Yeah, doubtful. Doubtful for the game. So in that case, you know, it would be nice if this is the week that Trey's back. I'm not saying. You're not sticking him one-on-one. You're not starting him out. He hasn't played a game in a year, and you give him one of the top, three or five wide receivers in the game. But he knows how to play that zone, too. I think bracketing yep. that guy in the zone. And for the safeties to play smart. I mean, no Poyer and hide right, in a game. you got to play smart. You don't want to get guys behind you. I think it's the cohesion. Now, it helps those guys in the back. With Milano back on the field and maybe Edmonds, that would be huge. D-line playing well. All of that makes it better for them. But I think, honestly, this is going to be one of those games where – It's a lower-scoring game. I think the Bills' defense can play well. I don't see the Vikings as an explosive offense. They have not been that. They usually do really well, like on that first trip down the field, and then they go to sleep for a few quarters, and then they make some plays against bad teams late in the game, and they find a way to win. So they've been that team, but I want to see that. It's It's tough. It's tough. You know, you don't know. You got Benford out there. You got Dane Jackson. You've got the backup uh, safeties. Like, it, it hasn't been easy. But to your point, if you get that play out of the D-line, I think it's going to help the whole way through.
1: Well, yeah, this is a heavily flawed 7-1 and football team. Now, they yeah. don't have to apologize for being 7-1, and but this is far – like, not all 7-1 and records are created equal. And this is a team that has needed four fourth-quarter comebacks. They've erased – They've had teams kind of cough games up to them. Now, like I said, that, that, that is what it is, but this offense hasn't been as dynamic as they would have hoped, um, yep. but they have the confidence. They're running away with the division. They're a solid football team, but Mike still gun to my head. I still think the bills should win this game even without 17. Yeah. more, I, worried, I, more And I'm more worried about the Poyer because the bills have lost both games without Porter, uh this year. And I've had some big plays given up when he's not been there.
0: Yep. And he's made big plays when he's been on the field. Um, Kirk Cousins. Um, uh, you know, would you be incentivized to say, I don't want to see him with the gold chain and the no-shirt on after the game, right? If you're the Bills, you're like, Yes, please. You don't you don't want that? You like that? You like that? Yeah. Uh yeah, yeah I'm like I, I guess I would say this. If I'm a Vikings fan, I kind of like the vibe going with the team in that 100%. way. 100%. They're buying in. It's Kirk Cousins. He's yep. he is it, it he's sort of a like the dorky guy who happens to be a great athlete a, or an NFL player, you're a great athlete and you're winning games, but he's not he's never been the cool guy even when he's tried to do things. Like that, you like that and it sort of comes back to him and people use it against him. But hey, give him he's a fourth round pick. Yeah. He would he would have been a Bills player. Like they would have loved chip on the shoulder. Fits kind of guy, right? He's got yeah. sort of got that vibe to him. Okay. Last thing here is man, Dan, they've put up with a lot of stuff this year. A lot of injuries, just weird things going on this year that they've not dealt with at all. So I'm not just spinning to positive here, but they were the preseason Super Bowl favorites, Josh MVP. And now you know the way it works. Everybody wants to take the shots now. They lost that game to the Jets. Josh is banged up. The Bills maybe aren't that team. The Dolphins are good. So give me something that can be a positive for this team. As from halftime, we start the second half of the year, right? Because it's uh,
1: 17 games. What can they take from all the things they've had to deal with? That they've been dealt a pretty shitty hand for the first half of the season and they're six and two. Like I like I think we we the recency bias skews the way that we're perceiving this team. And like I said, this isn't as long as Josh is they don't believe it's a long-term issue, Josh will will, will hopefully get back. Hopefully, Jordan Poyer will get back. This may not be the 13 and three team, but this can still be a team that when push comes to shove come December is a team that is hopefully has gotten healthier. Their schedule is kind of easier down the stretch. It's what we always looked at down the road. We thought the the beginning schedule part of their season could be the grind. Um, So, so it's a little bit of that perspective. Like I said, I, even though I haven't been the biggest guy on the Gabe Davis hype train and I've been that one on here, you know, I, I see so many people being like, well, Gabe can't even catch now. Like everybody's like jumping all over him. It's like, did we forget about, you know, the, the Tennessee, you know, the Tennessee game or, or um the Rams the, game, the Tennessee the Steelers,
0: game, the Steelers the, yeah. game, like they I, make I, plays I, in
1: all of them. Yeah. I go. We, we, we so quickly forget about some of these things. So again, a little bit of perspective. um You just need guys to get healthy. And I think at that point, anything can happen. Yeah. I, I'm going to
0: say this very specifically, uh, not less of a vibe, but more of the specifics. So many guys have had to play. At key moments, yeah, like and that just was not the case. Like it was, they were embarrassingly healthy for the last few years in this violent game where guys go down all the time. Their guys were out there, and then you start out this year. I mean, think about it. we we used to just rarely ever have where Hyde and Poyer aren't on the field, yeah. and now you play games without both of them, like this one, and you lost Hyde for the year, and you just assume, oh, it's Trey White for a for a calendar year. You haven't had him on the field. Milano and Tremaine Edmonds. Yeah, they've been nicked up a little bit, but usually at least one of them has been out there and they've had to play these guys and these young corners. So I look at that and I go, okay, they've found a way in most games to figure it out. And even that Miami game that they lost, crazy game, I thought those kids accounted for themselves pretty well. So they found a way to do that. And I think this will be the benefit to them. And then on the other part of it, you know, they do have Hines and I, I'm looking forward to them using him. I think he can help them um, getting these guys back, including white and all will strengthen the overall team, but they've had to put up with a lot and the coaches have had to deal with it. So it makes all the little things more important. I'm to see more consistency. I got to say, kicking the ball, Tyler Bass got to make those kicks. I, I know he's been really good for them, but these close games. You need those kicks, special teams and all have to be a little better, but I think these few weeks, again, we don't know. For all we know on Sunday, there's Josh Trotton out there to play. I don't think it's going to happen, but yeah. I think everybody else got to look at themselves and say 17's carried us a lot. Yep. We've put up with a lot of crap. It's time to step up, survive these games. I think they can win all of them. I, I agree. Mean, I think they can win all of them. Go ahead and take care of
1: business. I expect to see a team on Sunday play with their hair on fire. Yep, that that they did not match the intensity of the jets on last Sunday. And I think that when you get, when that happens to you, when you don't, when the other team dictates toughness and brings more energy, I think that that, that resonates. And I think this team will bounce back, play with their hair on fire and rally around case Keenum. Yep. Jordan Phillips told us right
0: after the game, like, you don't play, you don't match them, you lose in this league. And they know that. It's a big game for the Vikings, though. Josh Allen or not, I mean, for them, they constantly think they've got to prove something because they don't have good yeah. wins. Um, and they they probably already know. If they were to beat the Bills and Josh doesn't play, everybody's going to say that. But you know what's better than that is is Worse than that is losing to a Bills team without Josh Allen because that would just – continue the narrative. So I think they'll be ready to play, but you're right. I want to see that out of the Bills team on Sunday and we will see if it happens. Okay. So just to remind everybody, Sunday morning, 10 30, you and I'll be live on the field or at the field in Orchard Park. We have our show. We're going to do Buffalo Plus live. It's also going to be on uh Fox Rochester and Fox Buffalo. So if you want to see on television there, but we're going to be there. We'll have the latest on what we're seeing. Who knows? We could be Still trying to figure out if Josh is playing on Sunday morning. And you got plenty of content, including your interview, uh, so you can find out what they're saying in Minnesota here on the Buffalo Plus channel. So make sure you check that out. Jenna's with us. We'll all be working on this this weekend. Make sure to comment, like, and subscribe as we cruise towards 19,000 subscribers. So thanks very much. And uh, that's going to do it for us today. So. For Dan Fates and Jenna Cottrell, I'm Mike Catalano. Thanks for watching Buffalo Plus, and we'll see you next time.
1: Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait.
0: AutoTrader.